the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Lord God, with endless mercy, you receive the prayers of all who call upon you. By your spirit, show us the things we ought to do and give us the grace and power to do them. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Isaiah. Shout out. Do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Announce to my people their rebellion, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet day after day they seek me and delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that practiced righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why do we fast, but you do not see? Why humble yourselves, but you do not notice? Look, you serve your own interest on your fast day and oppress all your workers. Look, you, only, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with a wicked fist. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose a day to humble oneself? Is it to bow down the head like a bulrush and to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast? a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? 
when you see the naked, to cover them, and not to hide yourself from your own kin. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindicator shall go before you, the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and God will say, Here I am. Word of God, word of life.
A reading from 1 Corinthians. When I came to you, brothers, sisters, and siblings, I did not come proclaiming the mystery of God to you in lofty words or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I came to you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. My speech and my proclamation were not with plausible words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might rest not on human wisdom, but on the power of God. Yet among the mature, we do speak wisdom, though it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to perish. But we speak God's wisdom, secret and hidden, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the human heart conceived what God has prepared for those who love God. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For what human being knows what is truly human, except the human spirit that is within? So also, no one comprehends what is truly God's, except the Spirit of God. Now, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit that is from God, so that we may understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. Word of God, word of life. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything 
but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The glory of the gospel of the Lord. common occurrence in my life is when my wife, Tara, she's the one to cook dinner, and as she's getting close to finishing the meal, she'll ask me to try a bite. And after taking said bite, Tara inevitably wants to know what I think, so she asks, well, do you like it? And it's then that I will often say, it's good, but it needs more salt. It's true, Tara is notoriously conservative with salt when she cooks, because she always reminds me, well, Ben, you can always add more salt, but you can't take it away. And I always end up rolling my eyes when she says that, but she is right. There's a lot of truth to that statement. Salt is one of those ingredients that just cannot be undone. I mean, once something has been salted, once the salt has left the shaker, there is no going back. Once something has been salted, how can its saltiness be, how can it lose its saltiness? I've never quite figured that out, but if I did, I could probably have saved some of the meals that I have personally prepared in the past, and I wouldn't have had to stomach those meals trying to save my ego, claiming to Tara that, yeah, I really do love these oversalted mashed potatoes. <laughs> and it's experiences like this with salt. That really have me scratching my head today because something losing its salt seems so impossible in my mind. And it makes me wondering, it makes me wonder what the heck Jesus was even talking about in today's gospel when he says, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? That's what we're working with right off the bat today in Matthew's gospel, an odd metaphor about salt losing its saltiness doesn't even really seem possible. And it's this metaphor that's always confounded me. Even though we use this term, salt of the earth, so much in our common vocabulary to describe humble, hardworking people as salt of the earth. And I understand that, but 
it still leaves this metaphor unresolved for me. That was until this week. This week I had a breakthrough with this text because I came across a social science commentary on today's gospel that explained that the salt that Jesus is referring to here in this gospel, it might not be the same salt that we think about, that we cook with, the sodium chloride that we would know. This isn't a food salt that Jesus is talking about, but rather a chemical compound consisting of an ionic assembly of cations and anions. And in Jesus' time, it was this chemical salt that would be applied to these plates that would then be placed into ovens and lit on fire so that people could prepare their food. And it was the salt on these plates that would spark the fire, this chemical compound salt. Now these ovens themselves, they weren't stainless steel ovens as we would know today in our own kitchens, but these were earthen ovens formed from the dirt and the clay outside. So then if we put these two things together, the salt of the earth Jesus is referring to here is the salt that was used to spark fires in these earthen ovens. Talk about an epiphany. This has always been something that has seemed to elude me, understanding what this all means. And I always thought that this text would imply that being salty is something that we should cling to or try not to lose. And that always seemed like an impossibility to me in the first place. But maybe instead, this text is asking us to light some fires. And with this understanding, it makes sense then that the salt used to fuel these fires could be spent or lost. But I think the call here is not for us to burn up or to burn out, but to always retain that spark that allows us to light some fires today on this earth. And since fire also gives off light, this igniting, combustible way of understanding the salt and earth metaphor, it then connects us to what Jesus says next in the gospel. He says, you are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives off light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works give glory to your Father in heaven. Salt, fire, light, these images now make sense together in the context of these earthen ovens and salt plates that were used in antiquity. And that started to get me thinking about the people in my life or the people in this world who would identify with this salt and earth identity. People who start fires for the sake of creating sustenance or shining their light before others. And I was inspired this week after attending a service at the Lutheran School of Theology where they are celebrating Black History Month by celebrating blackness in white spaces. And so I started to think about black heroes who we could think about and tell us stories about in this sermon today. And we could obviously point to some of those more famous black fire starters from Martin Luther King Jr. to I to be Wells, but I wanted to go a bit deeper. I wanted to discover some of the African-American history that we have left out or overlooked, and that has been on purpose, too. Dr. Melvin Chapman, an educator from Detroit, he says this, it's not an accident that there is a blackout on the black man's contributions in America. And he's right. 
And it was that reality that lit a fire under me to do a little research and find a lesser-known salt-of-the-earth hero of black history. And it was that fire, that light, that eventually led me to an article that was written by African-American food journalist Donna Battle Pierce. And she wrote about a woman who knew her way around an oven. This woman's name was Frida DeKnight. And the name Frida DeKnight, it might not ring a bell for you because it was only within the past two years that Frida even received one of the most basic of 21st century acknowledgements, a Wikipedia page. <laughs> but despite being all but forgotten, she is one of those hidden figures of black history whose story must be told. She was born in 1909, and she spent much of her 54 years collecting, protecting, and celebrating African-American culture and traditions in the years after World War II up to the Civil Rights Movement. As the first food editor for Ebony Magazine, DeKnight wrote a photo-driven monthly column that offered her home economist tips, as well as regional recipes from the black community of home cooks, professional chefs, caterers, restaurateurs, and celebrities. Jessica Harris, a culinary historian and author of a dozen books about African-American culture, said this of Frida DeKnight. She said, Frida DeKnight was one of the first who brought international attention to African-American food. She was a trailblazer. And we all know that a trail cannot be blazed without some fire and some light to lead the way. And blaze a trail, Frida DeKnight did. In 1948, seven years before Rosa Parks, Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat on a bus in Montgomery, and 16 years before the Civil Rights Act of 1964, DeKnight published her first and only cookbook, A Date with a Dish, a cookbook of American Negro recipes. The book became a bestseller, and that 1948 edition remains the most significant. It has become an heirloom passed down through generations of black families and described by today's black food writers and historians as among the most transformative recipe collections published in the 20th century. After her death, DeKnight's obituary, it appeared in the August 1963 issue of the Negro Digest. The obituary was titled, Tribute to a Lady Titan. Noting her role in revamping the image of African Americans in the public sphere, the writer of this obituary called DeKnight a familiar figure at professional food and fashion gatherings where Negroes had been seen before only as servants. I think that's exactly what it means to be the salt of the earth. And the spark that set Frida's salt fire ablaze, it's nothing short of the spark of the divine, the spirit of the living God. And it's that same spark that lights our own fires so that we can let the light of our fire shine before others, shine bright for all to see, so that we can loose the bonds of injustice, undo the thongs of the yoke, let the oppressed go free, break every yoke, to share our bread with the hungry, to bring the homeless poor into our homes, and when we see the naked, to cover them, and to not hide ourselves from our own kin. It is then do these things, that our fire is ablaze, that our light shall break forth like the dawn. Hallelujah. Amen.
invite our congregation council members to come forward at this time. We installed council members both last evening at HT Loop and this morning at HT Lakeview. And our council this year consists of Erica Bohach, Ramsey Donnell, Ariel Frost, Betty Gilfoyle, Jessica Itner, Keith Kampak, Han Myers, Katie Payton, Lisa Reif, Dan Schleiss, Kim Cavanis Vaus, Hugh Vondracek, and Ben Adams. Yes. And Michelle Sevig, who is on her way back from a youth trip. These people have been elected by you, the congregation, to positions of leadership. You are to see that the words and deeds of this congregation bear witness to the God whom we serve, to the mission of Christ carry out, carried out in this congregation, in the wider church, in this community, and in the whole world. You are to be examples of faith active in love, fostering peace, harmony, and mutual understanding in this congregation. On behalf of your siblings in Christ, I ask you, will you accept and faithfully carry out the duties of the offices to which you have been elected? If so, answer, I do, and I ask God to help me. People of God, I ask you, will you support these, your elected leaders? And will you share in the mutual ministry that Christ has given to all the baptized? If so, answer, we will and we ask God to help us. We will and we ask God to help us. I now declare you installed as council members of this congregation. Almighty God, bless you and direct your days and your deeds in peace, that you may be faithful servants of Christ. Amen. Let us thank these people for their service. Shelter those who are homeless, 
and comfort those who are anxious. Lord, in your mercy, give light and life to our congregation, congregation council members, and this gathering of faith, that we may delight to walk in your ways and share them with a world longing to know you. Lord, in your mercy, satisfy our needs until we gather with Blessed Mary, Cyril, and Methodus, and all your saints from every time and place in your glorious light. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Radiant God, hear the prayers of your people, spoken or silent, for the sake of the one who has made his dwelling among us, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. It is a great joy to gather with you, the people of God, on this Lord's Day, and we welcome you, whoever you are, wherever you're from, whatever your journey, your religious or spiritual background, or even what you think or feel about church or organized religion these days. We welcome everybody, but every church says that. We may not get it perfect, but we want to go further and say that we stand against some things. We stand against racism and classism and homophobia and xenophobia. And we pray that as we depart these walls that we will live our faith boldly in our daily life and as we heard in the gospel and in the sermon, be salt for the earth and light for the world. If you are a guest or a newcomer, there may be some helpful information for you on page 18 and 19 at the back of the bulletin. One is that today after worship, there will be a Q&A. Perhaps you're new, you'd like to have a quick tour of our building and just learn a couple of things about this congregation. And Bo, if you'd stand up, Bo is our full-time administrator and he will meet you right at the piano uh, during the organ postlude for a tour. The uh, rest of the congregation is invited, uh, well, and you, all of you may pick up your uh, sparkling glass over here of some sparkling beverage, uh, which we will be having following worship as well. But you'll also notice on the top of page 19 some information if you are um, ready to become part of this uh, congregation officially, a member of our community of faith, we'd love that. And there's some information about our orientation sessions coming up. And then on the last page, please note that uh, many people um, don't carry cash, I understand, anymore. Um, and most of our congregation gives online. We don't even pass an offering plate anymore. So this is where some folks can place their offering, if you did bring that along, or there are yellow slips in the pew rack, and we invite newcomers to fill those out as well. Pastor Sevig is not here this morning, as you know, and we are so proud to announce that she is with 23, yes, 23 of our youth age, uh, grades 7 through 12, at a retreat in Luther, uh, at Lutherdale in Wisconsin, and will be returning um, in the next hour or so. Also, please note that Lent is coming. Um, Ash Wednesday is February 26th. 
There's information about Ash Wednesday and many other announcements to read in our bulletin. I'd like um, Noah Heron to come forward. If you are new in our congregation, you may not know Noah. He was with us um, for a year that ended last summer and he was our full-time pastoral intern, which we also use the word vicar uh, for Vicar Noah. And he's going to give us a bit of an update on his life. And then he'll also be uh, over here for you to um, shake his hand or uh, give him a hug and uh, share some conversation during our sparkling reception. Hey everybody, it's good to see y'all. I'm Noah, I know most of you. Uh, a few new faces, but I'm really excited. This is an exciting day for me. I have been uh, for the past few months in preparation, interviewing and waiting a call. And uh, I just got a call from a congregation in Atlanta that I have been approved. definitely works in mysterious ways. I'm so excited to be here and celebrate this with you all. Um, and it, divine timing, indeed. Um, so I guess, you know, you all have been very instrumental in helping me get to this place. So I'm just so thankful and the Holy Trinity will always have a special place in my heart. Um, so please know that. My ordination now will be February 28th on Friday. So I would say that it's warm in Atlanta, but it's been snowing this weekend, so I can't lure you with warm weather, but maybe I can uh, tell you, like Craig said at the earlier service, plane tickets are cheap to Atlanta right now. So. <laughs> anyway, thank you all, and uh, I hope to speak with some of you after service. In case you didn't pick up all that between the lines, Noah was placed uh, in the Southeastern Synod of the ELCA, and um, the bishop of that synod is Kevin Strickland, who is a member of this congregation, and his new call is in Atlanta, uh, which is where he was living before he moved here, and as you can tell from his voice, he is from the South, and will be a wonderful uh, pastor in the South now with the charm and a little bit of our Chicago energy that he will carry with him as well. We continue now as we celebrate and sing songs of light and salt um, and our call to serve in the world with the hymn on page seven.
The Lord be with you. Up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right our duty and our joy that we should at all times and in all places. Give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection, opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Oh. Holy God, you alone are holy. You alone are God. The universe declares your praise beyond the stars, beneath the sea, within each cell, with every breath. We praise you, O God. We praise you, O God. Generations bless your faithfulness through the water, by night and day, across the wilderness, out of exile, into the future. We bless you, O oh God. We bless you, O oh God. We give you thanks for your dear son at the heart of human life, near to those who suffer, beside the sinner, among the poor with us now. We thank you, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God. 
the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood poured out for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering his love for us on the way, at the table, and to the end, we proclaim the mystery of faith. pray for the gift of your spirit in our gathering, within this meal, among your people throughout the world. Blessing, praise, and thanks to you, holy God, through Christ Jesus, by your spirit, in your church, without end. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in Christ is here in bread and wine, revealing the glorious splendor of God. Come now to the feast of life and light.
Let us pray. Holy God, we give you thanks that you are as far away as the distant stars and as close as our breath. You meet us at this table and we discover our hearts burning within us. Go with us as we leave this place so that your light and your life may shine brightly for all to see through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Life is short and we do not have too much time to gladden the hearts of those who travel the way with us. So be swift to love. Make haste to be kind, and the blessing of the triune God, who made us and loves us and goes before us, be upon you and all those whom you love, this day and always. Amen.
in peace and let your light shine.